0: General? Would you care to step outside? Superman! Superman, thank God. I mean... Get him!
1: Come to me, son of jor Kneel before Zod!
0: Ho-ho! Hello, Popheads. Welcome to issue 107 of the Tomcast Podcast. Coming to you once again from the safe, friendly confines of Wrigley Field. I mean, the Tom Cave. I am Tom. Thank you so very, very much for listening to this fine, quality, independent podcast. Please follow us on social media at Tomcast Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomcastPodcast at gmail.com. And finally, you can become an official member of Pophead Nation by going to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPodcast, where you can hang out with super cool members of Pop-Ed Nation like the Aspen Hill Jody, the Batman at Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail, co-host of the Ringing Ear podcast. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General himself, Mr. Brian Broussard, and the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Thank you so much for being Patreons. And what does being a Patreon of the TomCast podcast get you? All kinds of super cool bonus content, like the recently released, actually released just this week, uh, the audio commentary track for the 1990 debacle that is the Captain America movie, directed by Albert Pune, starring Matt Salinger. I recorded an audio commentary because, hey, who else is going to sit there and watch it? That's right, just me. Alright, finally, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, whatever platform it is you like, Google Play even, we got that too. Uh, so, we're going to get into a show, I'm, I'm going to be training, joining up with our good friend, Mr. Roger Smith, aka Jedi Raj, he's at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, we're going to get into all the news that's been going on, in case you haven't noticed, uh. We're doing a the the show's release date has shifted a bit. Uh, We're starting to do shows a little bit later in the week uh, because that's kind of giving us a chance to get you know more and better news for you guys. You know, not a lot of things have been are are, you know it's not like it used to be in a pre-COVID world where you know it was just day after day announcements after announcement after announcement. You know, those those things aren't happening uh, with the speed with which they used to. Uh, So in order to combat that. We've, we've shifted the, the recording date of the show to later in the week so that we actually have some things to get into. Now, that does not mean that the, the, the movie-focused episodes of the show are going away. That is uh, not the case at all. Those will still be part, in the, uh, part of the rotation, but if you're wondering why you don't have a show on Tuesday, it's probably because we're, we're waiting for a little bit later in the week to get some news to talk about today. Uh, so the first thing I want to talk about, I'm going to get into on my own uh, because I don't, think, I don't think Roger's caught up yet. And if, if I'm wrong... He'll let me know, uh, but this past week saw the season one finale of Stargirl. I've been talking to you guys about this show. I am I I, I am a, a a convert to to the the wondrous joy that this show has. Uh, I really really liked this first season, and I thought the finale was incredibly strong and incredibly uh, wonderful to watch. I thought they did a really nice job, kind of uh, kind of paint off a lot of the things uh, that they had set up earlier in this season, uh, and they set up a lot of stuff. For season two, uh, you know, some of the things that occur in this episode, and uh, no spoilers, uh, but I suspect there'll be some uh, ramifications uh, for uh, some of the psyches of some of the characters as as they, they kind of develop and grow more, you know? Uh, big things happen with Our Man. Big things happen with Wildcat. And to Stargirl herself, but Stargirl's kind of like the, the shining beacon in the sky for for all these characters. It's kind of the guiding light, in a sense. Um what was really exciting, though, uh, were the teases for what's to come in, in Season 2. Uh, the return of one of my favorite villains, who has a, a deep connection to Starman history, to Starman lore, is is teased to be returning for Season 2. And another big bad of the DC Universe is, is being teased for Season 2. And I won't say who, but it's not Darkseid. And another big reveal happens that I can't even talk about yet. But maybe we'll get into it. Maybe, uh, maybe when Raj catches up, or we'll get we'll talk to one of the, one of our other friends on the podcast about Stargirl when they get caught up on it. Great show. Very very pleased with how it how it paid off. And uh, if you guys haven't watched it, I suspect it'll be streaming. It's definitely su- streaming on the CW app right now. Uh, I suspect it'll probably be on Netflix uh, by the end of the month. Would be my guess. So those those there's usually a pretty quick turnaround on those CW shows, but. I'll keep you posted on that if I find out any more information. Alright, so with that being said, we're gonna get into the show proper, which means you gotta buckle up, hold on to your butts, and then buckle up the upper body section of, of yourself as well, because that, that's how many buckles you need for this podcast. Two buckles, one butt hold. Your own butt, nobody else's, don't be gross, okay? Alright, here we go. Congratulations. You are being rescued. Please do not resist. All right, joining me once again via the Skype. We are we are here with the one, the only Jedi Raj at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. Roger Smith. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. It's a it's a little early. We we changed things up. Not only do we we have we changed our recording date basically to Thursdays. Um, but today we are recording in the AM.
1: Yeah, it's actually before noon today. We haven't done that yet.
0: Yeah, that's a new one. For, I think that's a podcast first. That's okay. Yeah. We, we like making new things happen. Uh, but that might change the paradigm a little bit for one of us. Are you having a beer, Raj?
1: I'm actually drinking a coffee. It's uh, I got lucky. A good friend brought me this this morning. Um, and yeah, it's really good. I don't know anything about Starbucks coffees. So I'm just like, you know what? Whatever you get me, I'm into.
0: It's in a plastic <laughs> cup. That's all I know for sure from the from the Skype feed.
1: Yep, got a weird little mermaid on it. Well, don't worry. Don't worry.
0: I'm picking up the slack. I have my my mug full Ooh. of bacon and eggs from Pizza Port. <laughs> that is a nice coffee porter. So mm. <laughs> I am in the same vein as you, sort of. There you you go. know, there's coffee. <laughs> there's a coffee crossover element. Yeah,
1: wow. no, it's uh, definitely a good mix there.
0: Now, uh, for anyone listening, though, you may if anyone's a long-time listener to this podcast, they may remember, this was the very first beer we had on the podcast. I had this with with Mark when we did the Avengers Infinity War review. Nice. And I actually think this is from the same can run as, as that beer. Oh, wow. Because uh, Pizza, Port, Pizza Port didn't can bacon and eggs this past year. Uh, mm. But luckily, last year, I stocked up. <laughs> That's awesome. So I still have some, and uh, a porter, despite... Some people's claims that a porter won't hold up as well as a stout. This is still tasting quite nice. It's not oxidized by any means. And uh, like I said, I have my little mug of it because Pizza Port sold me a mug of it last year. So I can go camping, I guess. (laughs) That's awesome. And if anyone (laughs) knows my wife, we don't go camping because she doesn't like that shit. So the mug just stays here at the house with me. Well, it's a good mug for a great beer. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about some pop culture stuff, or should we? Do, is there anything you want? Is there anything exciting going on with you that you want to share with the pop culture listening world?
1: Uh, you know, I haven't been doing too much. Been kind of uh, working on a few things here and there, just uh, building Gundams that I've had for like two years and just never finished.
0: Nice. <laughs> nice. That's about it. All right, I appreciate that. I respect that. But we do we do have some uh, pop culture things to talk about, my friend. So let's dive into it. And uh, this, this first story, uh, listen, I'll admit it, I don't want to do this story first. I don't want to talk about this first. But uh, there is a sense of obligation <laughs> to yeah. one of our dear sweet friends and uh, an occasional co-host on this podcast. <laughs> so we will talk about the potential Tron Three movie. <laughs> Are you not a fan of Tron? You know, it's like the one thing from the 80s I could never get into. Mm. You know, I, yeah, when the, oh uh, no, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I dig the light cycle stuff, uh, but mm-hmm. I don't you know I, I you know, and I, I guess I like Bruce Boxlighter to a, a certain extent, but I don't know. I, sure. I, I guess I just never really got my teeth into Tron.
1: Yeah. You know, for me, it was, uh, I got really into it with Tron Legacy. I had actually never seen the original up to that point. So for me, it was kind of just like I just went in there for, you know, it looked cool. had the Daft Punk soundtrack (laughs) and, you know, they, they merchandised the hell out of it. They had like a couple of video games that I bought. Sure. Yeah. They had like they had a shirt that glowed in the dark that I had. I bought like a hat. I had the little light disc and everything. It was great. I mean, I just I got super into it for some reason, but it just didn't seem like anyone else was really that into it. It didn't do very well, from what I remember. No,
0: it didn't, and that's why this like long gestating Tron Three picture has kind of been in in uh, limbo for a really really long time because uh, Tron seems to only applied to uh, Tron fans. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't seem to be a property of making a lot of new fans on its own, mm-hmm. um, and I, I you know I don't know why that is. I, I, I suspect now that I have okay. Disney Plus, I have no excuse not to watch Tron and, and kind of revisit things, and maybe maybe my appreciation for it will uh, grow. Yeah. So I don't want to sell myself short, but they the the they are now. Listen, I don't <laughs> want anyone maybe other than Reagan. Apparently, <laughs> there may be another Tron fan listening. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. This movie is just being developed. It has not been greenlit. It's not going mm-hmm. before cameras anytime soon. But it will potentially be starring Jerry Leto, aka the best Joker ever. <laughs> Said Says no one so ever. It on Said no one ever. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and uh, potentially directed by uh, by Gareth Edwards. Now this is all potential because there have been stars and uh, directors attached to this movie off and on for almost a decade now. Mm-hmm. So nothing's official. Stop bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean it's happening yet. We will keep you posted mm-hmm. here on the show if Tron Three actually does happen and go before cameras. And, yeah, uh, I suspect Reagan will uh, eventually uh, uh, harangue me into doing uh, <laughs> a, a Tron episode of the podcast wh- in which I will have to watch the movie again. And uh, maybe maybe I will stop feeling like it's like playing pong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll definitely be uh, down for that one.
0: The technological aspects of Tron are interesting to me because I, I lo- it is one of the first like heavily CGI mo- or movie using computer graphics intensely. Uh, so sure. from a historical perspective, I am uh, curious to re- revisit the property. Sure, yeah. So I know I sound like I'm being really shitty about Tron, but uh, I'll <laughs> I'll check it out again, and then we'll do, I obviously I'll have to do Tron Legacy too, so.
1: Sure, yeah. But Roger,
0: I mean, that's the beautiful part of my life right now, Roger. I don't have school. I can do whatever I want. I'm a grown-ass <laughs> All you got man. Is time. Yeah, I'm a grown-ass <laughs> man. I can do whatever I want. I'm, I'm 42. Fuck it. Let's watch some <laughs> Tron, baby. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So the Tron news is out of the way. Thank Jesus. <laughs> uh, next up, the, the, I, I wanted to talk about this early in the show because it's kind of like the sad news portion of the show. And th- yeah. And uh, that is – did you have a chance – did you hear about what happened with, with Warner Brothers slash DC Comics this week? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been
1: kind of following that. It really sucks. So
0: if, if, for anyone who's not like, plugged into the corporate merger world – uh, you know, AT&T is buying Warner Brothers, which is owned by, which owns DC Comics and DC Universe and all, all those things. And uh, this week they announced 600 people being laid off, and that's across all the various companies that Warner Brothers owns. Uh, that is yeah. Warner Brothers, that is DC Comics, that is DC Universe. Uh, terribly sad that a lot of people are, are going to be out of work, not just in, in, and that's bad enough in normal times, let alone in a global pandemic.
1: Sure. Yeah. yeah super shitty
0: yeah and it definitely sounds like uh dc universe is, is shuttered basically at this point now i think it's mm. i think you know we we didn't quite put the headstone on the grave yeah. yet but yeah it kind of sort of seems like it's it's official now
1: yeah the name has been etched and they're all but putting it in there you know
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so not good a, a lot of people at dc comics got the axe which uh we are we are a we are huge comic book fans on this podcast, and, and DC yeah. Comics, I, I feel like we are the only podcast that has, we, we talk about DC Comics more than any other podcast I'd listen to. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Probably.
0: Yeah, so uh, potentially bad news for them as well, as a lot of editorial people have, have been let go. Maybe this mm-hmm. is a good thing, maybe this is a bad thing, but the rumor, you know, the rumor coming about all this is that, that AT&T wants to bring in uh, a general manager of sorts to kind of guide the comic book, comic book division going forward. Uh, but they're looking at someone from the yeah. esports realm. Hmm.
1: I don't know much about esports. Do you? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I know a decent amount. You know, I'm, I'm familiar with the, the Twitch streamers and all that kind of stuff. Not super into it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the most I'll watch is like some StarCraft uh, gameplays here and there, but not not to the point where I'm like following it too much. But to be honest, it it doesn't seem like it overlaps that much. At least, not as you know as it is in its current form, mm-hmm. um, maybe they're trying to push the comic realm into that direction, which I'm really not sure how that would work. I'm, I'm not seeing the correlation, to be honest.
0: No, I, I don't either. And,
1: you know, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm spending a lot of my summer uh, tr- trying to catch up on comic books. Uh, yeah. But this doesn't fill me with a lot of enthusiasm with, for, for DC books going forward. And yeah. it sounds like there's some, there, there's some good stuff coming out of, out of DC Comics right now. I'm... But, but I'm very concerned. Yeah, I, I guess that's the best way I can express it. You know, I, like I said, a lot of a lot of very talented people lost their jobs. A lot of people who probably should have been fired years ago also lost their jobs. So maybe there's a little bit of a good thing and a bad thing happening.
1: Sure, yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. yeah, I guess I guess it just depends on your on your point of view. Maybe the shakeup will help kind of regalvanize uh, uh, the the comic book division of ATT one slash Warner Brothers. Um, yeah, but I, you know. I don't I don't want to, like, wax nostalgic necessarily, Raj, because, I mean, it's very easy to become <laughs> the old man shouting at the, at the clouds. Yeah. But, uh, uh, oh, man, man. Comic books in general, but DC in particular, I mean, I feel like they had, like, their high point, you know, maybe 10-ish years ago, and it's kind of been yeah. a rocky road ever since. You know, all these, like, relaunches, you know, the New 52, and then the rebirths, uh-huh. and, and all this new stuff that's just kind of, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it's I feel like it's all becoming white noise in a, in a lot of senses, which is unfortunate.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I can feel you on that one for sure.
0: Yeah, and and, and you know, and that's not to say the, what Marvel's doing is any better right now cuz to me Marvel is a mess as well. I don't care sure. about anything Marvel's doing. I barely care about what DC's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know the 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 shifted emphasis on from from doing really great stories with these characters uh, mm-hmm. has has sort of shifted in where was like, we must maintain the intellectual property value of, of these characters. And it's like, no, just do a Razz Superman story. Yeah. Stop... Excuse me. Stop worrying <laughs> about how this will look on TV or in a movie or whatever. It's like, oh, just make a good comic book for God's <clears throat> sake.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. There, there's kind of this drive to make every story this like epic arc that's going to be converted to an animated feature or eventually a live action movie. And it's just like, we we don't need that. Like the best stuff just happened naturally, you Mm -hmm. know, like the best storylines, even I would say even up through like court of owls stuff was like really cool. Just like storyline that did its own thing and wasn't worried about, you know, what it was affecting in the long run, just kind of having a good story, you know, and that one is, is the last one I can remember that I really was into. But, um, you know, it,
0: it was interesting. I was just listening to an interview with Tom Taylor, uh, <laughs> who who writes a ton of DC comics right now, uh, but uh, most famously, probably the the, the uh, Injustice comic series. Oh yeah, which was insanely popular for <laughs> a really long time. And he talked about how, it, you know, he thinks one of the reasons why that book was so popular was because it was coming out at the same time that that the real that the New Fifty Two launched.
1: Yeah, that was the opener.
0: Yeah, but Injustice kind of held to the old continuity. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like this this like safe space for people who'd been reading the books for you know 10 15 20 years or whatever it was and they' sure. go like oh I, I get this version of the character and he mm-hmm. talked about how like that was a kind of like one of his impetuses for writing the way he did with it, it was just, he's, like, he's like, I'm just basing it on the characters I know I don't like the new 52 was I didn't know what was going on <laughs> yeah sure and uh, you know I, I think comic fans there's a certain amount of comfort we need to have with our characters so constantly yeah, relaunching, launching rebooting. That sucks.
1: Yeah, I I just, I I understand as a way for, you know, getting new people on board, but at the same time, you know, I I feel like every story arc should kind of just be, you can hop in at any time, you know? Like, I I feel if you're writing the character consistently and well, it doesn't matter where you jump in. It's kind of like whatever happened before is probably going to happen again in a different iteration in terms of, you know, how the character reacts to things. And it's just kind of making that, consistency i mean obviously you want to have cool things happen along the way changes twists and all that stuff but yeah i just feel like rebooting it over and over just kind of it gets tiring you know Mm -hmm. it's like okay i gotta listen to the origin story for the x time you know (laughs) well i mean in in marvel's case i mean they've been doing this probably the
0: longest as far as like relaunching and rebooting comic books i mean i don't even know what volume avengers is on anymore i just know that i've (laughs) completely lost track of it because sure. I think it's like Volume Eight, and I'm like, well, okay, what about Volume Four? Like, I don't like. Are the it's 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 become, and I think Marvel does does is more egregious with this than even DC is, but it's like completely disposable content, which really bothers me. You know, like yeah. the the storylines that like happened when I was a kid, those still resonate with comic book fans. But like, what's really happened in the last ten years that resonates? I mean, you mentioned Court of Owls, that's a big one. Yeah. That's one of the yeah, more recent ones that's that's kind of like sunk its teeth in the fandom. Um, yeah, I think so. But everything else is just kind of like just you just move on and forget about it the next
1: day. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah, I mean like I'm saying since then I can't even think of like a storyline that really stuck with me. I mean the I know with the rebirth section, the I am Gotham one. That one was kind of interesting, but I I didn't feel like it added a whole lot new to the table. Um it was it was an interesting storyline for sure, but I just Uh, It just—it just it just didn't strike me or like captivate me in that way that the Court of Owls did, you know, just this, you know, underground organization that's always been there, but we've just never known about it. And that's how cool it was to have this thing that not even Batman knew about, you know. So, yeah, I'm like that.
0: I'm going to circle back to the Court of Owls in a second again. Um, Sure. But uh, one thing, you you know, you and I talked privately on text about this, but what your favorite character is is Nightwing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nightwing is just getting beaten over the head with a baseball bat consistently right now. I mean, that's got to be rough for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I stopped following the comics a while ago for Nightwing. I mean, as much as I love the character, they just, after, I don't know, after that uh, initial part of the Rebirth run, I just, uh, the character just wasn't there for me. It kind of just felt like they were retreading old ground. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm back in Bloodhaven again, starting from scratch again, Um and uh, nobody likes me cause I'm the new guy and I got to deal with a hothead cop. And, you know, it's just like, it's very much retreading the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then once I started seeing where they were going with memory loss again, I'm like, how many times are we going to have <laughs> this memory loss, almost dead Dick Grayson, yeah. like going, being evil, but not really. And then getting turned. And then now there's a whole Joker arc involved with brainwashing. And I'm just like, he's supposed to have like the mental fortitude almost to the level of Batman. And yet he's just getting brainwashed all the left time. And right. All <laughs> yeah, the time. It's like, come on dudes. <laughs> it's, he,
0: he's like, he's like, he's like that stormtrooper in, in, in star Wars who just constantly gets
1: like, you know, mind tricked by Jedi's. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, he's supposed to be better than this. And they're just kind of, <laughs> uh, well, uh, he's uh, he's a bad guy this week. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and for anybody listening who kind of cares what we're talking about, currently Dick Grayson, AK Nightwing has been brainwashed into thinking he is the son of the Joker. Yeah. Which I feel like it's <laughs> <laughs> just so just so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> yeah, that's like why a, I'm not a, really a, a, a it villain you have fought tooth and nail against for the bulk of your life. I mean, that's like <laughs> the that's like in the fiber of your being that that person is bad and not yeah. like you at all. <laughs> but nope, just,
1: I, bur- I did grace and I lost my mind again.
0: Yeah, I was just so like, dumb.
1: seriously, like, how are we even here?
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, let me let me circle back to quarter owls, like, like I said, I would, because uh, one of yeah. the things that, you know, has been rumored, and I don't know, maybe you know if it's actually been confirmed uh, oh. as more than just, you know, Twitter hullabaloo. <laughs> but, but so, yeah, yeah but, but, you know, Rocksteady, the developers of the, of the great Batman Arkham games, mm. Is yeah. supposedly doing Court a like Court of Owls Arkham Owls or some shit. And yeah. Court of Owls influence video game. Do yeah. You, you, know, you know anything about that? You got any, any kind of news on there?
1: I mean, I've definitely been following it. Um, there's, you know, definitely it's still in the rumor stage. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've been teasing stuff. So there's definitely something going to happen. Uh, we just don't know specifically what yet, but we're thinking probably at the DC fandom later this month is when they're going to do the first announcement. Okay. I know, uh, they've already released, uh, images of the suicide squad game worked by yes. the Arkham, one of the Arkham developers too. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, just seeing that, you know, suicide squad, like, a. Uh, Crosshair over the back of Superman's head. I'm like, oh, this is this is gonna be fun.
0: <laughs> Only if it's a kryptonite bullet, because I think we know what happens if it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'll just bounce. Exactly. Well, I assume it's dead shot, so uh, you probably have some experience.
0: <laughs> oh man! Listen, since, since we're talking about video games, real quick. Let me kind of talk. Let me kind of pick your brain here for a second. Again, sure. I think I think this is something we talked about privately. Um, mm. But I'll, I'll I'll share with the audience. Yeah. I recently finished my long, long, long long journey (laughs) through ancient Egypt with with Assassin's Creed Origins oh nice and I absolutely love that game I thought it was spectacular all the expansion packs and everything that were amazing so much fun I had a complete blast playing this game Uh, but this is this that that was like kind of the first game in in the Assassin's Creed series that kind of shifted to this open world RPG format um, yeah yeah so I mean I, I I logged easily 200 hours playing that game and a lot of it was yeah. just me wandering around looking at shit or like picking up stuff in the desert
1: yeah climbing pyramids and whatnot yeah. <laughs> and so
0: I, I, I had a total blast playing it and part you know I, I started the game two years ago, but because of school I didn't get to play it for quite a while. so it wasn't until these last six to eight yeah. months that I really got some shit done in that game finally. I'm sure. tr- looking for a new game to play. But I have been weary of entering a world that expansive again, because uh, it's all consuming, Raj.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely is.
0: (laughs) So my thought was, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll go play Arkham Knight. Mm. Now, have you played Arkham Knight? Can you give me uh, uh, your thoughts on the game?
1: Yeah, I, I think I 100 of that game. That was it was great. I got everything you could get in that game. I loved it. Nice. Um, yeah, um, I don't know that I got the platinum trophy on it. It might have had like some of those weird challenge uh, quest trophy things that I'm just like not about. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got like every Riddler trophy or whatever. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, but um, I don't remember it taking as long as an <laughs> Assassin's Creed game. You know. Sure. So definitely, it would be one to get into, and even if you just did the story, it would be fulfilling on its own. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but yeah, no, I love that game. As, as long as you get get the, get the uh, pure platinum trophy, because uh, that's a strip club. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm very much in the beginning phase of the game. I'm still, and I'm also kind of like trying to re remember all the controls from from Arkham City and, and you know Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. before that. So I'm kind of re familiarizing myself with everything and how to be Batman in the game. Uh, yeah. The only thing so far that I don't really care for, and it was fun at first, but then I realized it's like, oh my god, this is a huge pain in the ass. Uh, mm-hmm. Driving the Batmobile. Like, <laughs> what a it's motherfucker weird, right? car that is to drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, it uh, it takes some getting used to for sure. It, um, when you start off with it, it just handles not like you think it it's would. It's
0: insanely cumbersome.
1: Yeah, but. You, you get around, you get some good upgrades down the road that make it a lot easier, I think. Um, like
0: brakes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, brakes are nice. Yeah. but uh, Bruce Wayne, yeah, invest
0: sure. in brake pads. That's my just a thought. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing video game-wise. I'm messing around with Arkham Asylum right now because I, I figured it was more of a through-line, straightforward kind of game. Maybe it'll be done in like 40, 50 hours or whatever. Sure,
1: yeah, I think so.
0: If I can figure out how to do all my, all my fight combos and figure out all that shit again. <laughs>
1: yeah that's always fun
0: i gotta get back on top of that my friend all right so (laughs) our next let's let's get to our next story we kind of lingered on this one a little bit and got and got off on a couple tangents but tangents are fun so that's that's okay that's what we do uh let's (laughs) kind of shift our focus here a little bit um well actually you know what let's stay in the dc DC universe for one more second because there was a project i wanted to mention uh that's actually coming out this fall and i was a little surprised by that uh Author the author John Ridley who uh, most famously for for non comic book people probably will know that he wrote the the book of Three Kings that became the movie Three Kings with Ice Cube and and Clooney and all those those mm. guys uh, he's been writing comic books yeah. off and on for for a decade too he has a new one coming mm-hmm. out this fall that I'm really really interested in it's called uh, the Other History of the DC Universe it's going to be one of their okay. black label adult books uh, but it's going to focus on Mm-hmm. Uh, for lack of a better term, like the the minority characters of the DC universe, like like Black Lightning and Nyssa, and and those characters who kind mm-hmm. of you know they don't get the limelight like Batman and Superman do, but they have plenty of great adventures on their own. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, again, this is an insanely talented writer who's going to be doing basically like a super cool adult version of a Black Lightning story, and I'm really 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 excited oh. about it.
1: That's really
0: cool. Yeah, I I don't know much details about it other than it's coming out in uh, October, but uh, mm-hmm. as as it was just announced like yesterday, so surprising that in the in a pandemic, all of a sudden there's a new comic book coming out. Pretty <laughs> pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but we'll we'll talk more about some of Ridley, Ridley's comic book work in, in another episode of the show because I want to make sure I give you a chance to get it caught, get, check out some of it. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, uh, a project I'm really excited about. And you can, you, if you want to Google John Ridley and other history of the DC universe, you'll see a really cool cover. I think it's by uh, Giuseppe and of of Black okay. Lightning that looks really sharp.
1: Nice. And so I, that I, sounds I, cool.
0: I do I'll love. Have to Look it up. Some, yeah, I do. I do enjoy me some Black Lightning. Uh, I'm also a big fan of the Black Lightning that Sinbad did on uh, Saturday Night Live back in the day. I don't know if anyone remembers that. <laughs> That's a callback. <laughs> Saturday Night Live did a great parody sketch of a, of a the you know Superman's funeral when he was killed in the comic books in like '92 or whatever it was, and like uh-huh. Sinbad was like the guest host that week and he shows up as like Black Lightning, the uninvited funeral guest. Oh wow! It was, it was pretty good, and then he had Chris <laughs> Farley pathetic. painted green to look like the Hulk. It was a, it was a whole weird thing because that's back in the day when people didn't realize that Marvel and DC were two separate things.
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> Raj, I don't know if you know this. But Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just ended last night. Really? The final season has aired. It has been completed. Um, I don't know about you. I'm not caught up on this current season, on on, on this final season. I, I got two episodes in before I was, like, uh, punching myself in the head. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, uh, this is sort of the end of, this is, like, officially the end of an era, basically, with the end of Marvel TV as we knew it before, like, the next yeah. phase of Marvel TV begins under... Kevin Feige's reign. Sure. So
1: uh, what were your thoughts on Agents of Shield? Were you, were you a fan did you, or did you never get into it? You know, I never really got into it. Mm-hmm. I, I saw episodes here and there just randomly, but never really just sat down and gave it time. It just, I don't know what it was, if, if the characters just didn't, you know, catch my attention or if, if I just wasn't a fan of the acting. But I don't know, it, it just felt like, it felt like it was almost like a fan- film <laughs> mm-hmm. in, in a way you know like it was trying to be a part of this bigger universe but it just never really there wasn't cohesion you know it didn't feel like it was actually mattering <laughs> what they did right so it just was like so parallel to everything else going on with such little inklings of oh uh hydra's here now you know it's like okay cool uh but yeah no i, I just I never really got into it i tried but it wasn't my thing
0: i i have watched and sometimes begrudgingly so. I have watched every season of the show. It's it's full of ups and downs. And much like you, one of my one of my biggest complaints was always the um sort of like the, the lack of cohesion. And from what I understand, uh very shortly after the show debuted, uh, you know, uh-huh. Kevin Feige didn't want it to exist at all. <laughs> you know, the, the, they they spent two seasons where they where they kind of tried to work around uh the Marvel cinematic universe yeah and kind of be be a a smaller part of that like kind of like the the quote-unquote street level version of the marvel cinematic universe um but at some point i i you know and i i don't know this for a fact but it seems Uh like someone from up on high looked down at them and said no more you will (laughs) you will you will stay over on your side of the street and you can do whatever you want but don't try to come over here anymore yeah and i think that's when the show for me became less than stellar mm-hmm. because I liked the idea of the show being able to play around in the Marvel universe and yeah. it didn't seem to do that. And it always seemed like I had to come up with alternate things because they couldn't use the main toys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying.
0: You know, like the the, the first season or two, like they, they, they incorporated uh, a thing with Thor dark world and they, yeah, even, they, they even had what's her name come on and reprise her role from Thor as Sif. Mm-hmm. that was yeah. great. And they did they did a great reveal, which I think was in season two, that led into the Winter Soldier, where we find out that Shields, you know, actually Hydra. Yeah. And like I thought that was really well done on the TV show. And then it it cuts to, the the Nick Fury chase scene, mm-hmm. you know, where he's in the in the in the SUV and, and Hydra's after him. And I was like, That's this cool. is fucking brilliant. This is really well done. Mm-hmm. But kind of like after that, like I said, it felt like they were forced to to take a step or two away from the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah and I think that was at least from to me from a storytelling perspective limited their their range of outcomes, yeah uh, because now you couldn't again you couldn't play with the fun toys,
1: yeah, yeah, it's like how do you make it enthralling or like high stakes when you have all this bigger stuff around you that you can't even reference. You know? Yeah, it's
0: like, <laughs> yeah, it really bummed me out because it just seemed like it just felt like so many missed opportunities because you know there's a, there's a season where they're abducted and they go into like this dark future where like Earth's half destroyed, yeah. and I'm like, and this that season started right before Infinity War came out. I'm like, oh my god, what if this is like Earth after Infinity War? Like, how cool would oh. that be? You sure, know, like, yeah. a pos- like a possible future of Earth after Infinity War or whatever. No, yeah, I think I it wasn't. It wasn't. It was you know. <laughs> Quake just blew up Earth by accident or whatever, and it's was like, oh, cool. Way to Whoops. not... Yeah, you know. We... <laughs> and they had, like, some really lame Kree on that season, and that was a bummer. Yeah. And then uh, this this final season, I'm watching it, and they're, they're time-hopping, kind of, like, you know, through S.H.I.E.L.D. history, I guess. Yeah. But how much more fun would it have been if you were actually hopping through Marvel history? Like, you know, if you go back to the time and you got to make sure that like Spider-Man still gets bitten by a radioactive spider, or that sure. Doctor Erskine doesn't get killed before he can give Captain America the serum, yeah, you know, but like it's, again, just fairly missed opportunity.
1: Yeah, I, I think just what you're saying now. would have...
0: Oh, you fuzzed on me, Raj. You still there?
1: You know, just to happen, it happens. You. Know?
0: You fuzzed that on me a so, little bit. Glitching out. Yeah, say say that last part again, word for word. <laughs>
1: Okay. yeah No. I, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know just what you're saying alone would have been really cool just you know to make sure what happens actually happens you know <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be a cool story arc
0: yeah I thought it would have been fun but you know again I think they were told they couldn't play with the big toys so don't even mention them
1: yeah that sucks
0: so it, it came to an end and I, I you know I, like I said I've watched every other season I will eventually finish this final one and mm-hmm. uh, you know by the time I get to finish it though no one will care anymore <laughs> <laughs> but I'll mention it on the show and I'll let you know what I thought, okay? Sure, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, since we're talking about Marvel, uh let's let's talk let's let's talk about new mutants. Did you hear about this, Raj? Uh you know, I haven't looked into it, but I have heard of it. <laughs> well apparently the new mutants movie, the, the the one that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, is coming out at the end of August, August twenty eighth. Really? In theaters. Huh. What the fuck? Theaters open on August twenty eighth.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess they're planning to open, right? We'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, they're 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 they're
0: doing an IMAX version of the film, mm-hmm. and, and I guess a, a you know a regular version for us lowly folks who don't want to pay for IMAX movies. Uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> but it's supposed to come out like I mean that's that's like roughly two weeks away, right? Yeah, yeah, it's that's really close. I, Roger, I know, I know, we live in California. Yes, um, we do. I don't know any movie theaters that are open right now. Do you?
1: No, you know, I was actually just talking to my mom about it. I think she was saying they're supposed to be opening next week. So I don't know. Well, this is the, uh, this is the question we've asked on the show before. Are you going to the movie theater anytime soon? <laughs> uh, you know, probably not. <laughs> I think I'm good at home for now. You know, just I'm trying to minimize my exposure at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: on the on the scale of human petri dishes, it's like airplane, movie theater, like kind of like right there. It's like one A, one B.
1: Yeah, definitely, I feel you. Like...
0: Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see this movie, but I'm a little bummed out that uh, uh they're not doing a simultaneous like kind of like video on demand thing.
1: That's that's really surprising. I, I feel like I don't know. That's that's a missed shot there.
0: Yeah. But if, if you're, if you are interested, if you're living in a state that uh, maybe the COVID rules are a little bit more relaxed and theaters are open and doing business and, and you guys feel safe and comfortable going, uh, go see it for us. And then uh, we can do a review show with you.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I, I, I suspect Roger and I aren't going to get to see this movie for a little while still.
1: Yeah, probably not.
0: I mean, I'm assuming that it's the same thing in TJ, right? Like the theaters aren't open down there, are they?
1: No, no. In fact, it's probably uh more closed down over there than it is here, so
0: Yeah. Interesting. I mean yeah. I'm I'm excited, I'm glad the movie's coming out, uh, but I just have uh so many questions. <laughs> like Yeah. How is this possible? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of a kind of a weird call just throwing it out now after all this time that they just have been sitting on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, you couldn't have sat a little longer. <laughs> or, or or again, like I said, I mean, the, the, I feel like the
0: simultaneous VOD, you know, mm-hmm. where, where we cough up 20 bucks, I probably would have spent 20 bucks on that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, to be able to talk about it, review it and stuff, for sure. Yeah. So a, a little strange, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, hopefully it works out for them. But like I said, we don't even know if the movie theaters are actually going to be open for uh, – for very long if they do, so. No,
0: but they did put out a really cool uh, IMAX poster for the film, so you guys can Google that, and it does look pretty good. <laughs> uh, one, uh, and since we're talking about, about movies and, and video on demand, uh, it, some more details were announced for Mulan on Disney+. Plus. Have you heard these, Raj? Yeah, yeah, I think we were briefly talking about it, right? A little bit, but, but a couple more things have kind of come out recently. Uh, yeah. It'll, it'll be available on September 4th on Mm -hmm. Disney plus, you know, like, like we said, it's 30 bucks, but it sounds like after you pay that $30, which is like a, I think it's called like a premium membership situation. So once you, but once you pay that 30 bucks for that premium membership thing and you stay at, you stay a subscriber to Disney plus. Yeah. It sounds like you own that movie for ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to the degree where, uh, you know like you're you're buying it and you're keeping it but at the same time it's like well, wouldn't the movie have eventually made it on to Disney Plus anyway? <laughs> well <and laughs> I
0: mean yes and that is the, that is the next question that we have.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because uh the way that Disney phrased it was that you would have early access
1: mm-hmm.
0: to to Mulan, you know, yeah. a- ahead of everybody else. Which okay, I get that. I get that to an extent. Um yeah. But I, I guess I want to know where you fall on on the on the scale of things like that. Are you going to pay thirty dollars for that for that early premium access, where you have it forever <laughs> and ever, and you can download it on your phone and watch it whenever you want? Or are you like, mm, yeah, maybe I'll just wait till the rest of Disney Plus
1: gets it? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not in any any huge rush to see the movie. I mean, I love the original as much as the next person. Um, you know, I, it was a great storyline and everything, but I don't know, dude. I, I just they're trying to use the proper verbiage to make it sound enticing. You know, it's like, Oh, you get the premium early release before anyone else. And you get to keep it when it's like, well, or you just look at it how it is. It's like, you're just kind of holding it back for everyone else. And I mean, you're going to, if you're on Disney plus anyway, it's going to be there eventually. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know. I just, I can't really justify it. Like, The way they're saying it's like, oh, you get to keep it forever if you stay subscribed. I'm like, well, then you're really only paying for like this limited time where it's not on Disney Plus to have it, quote unquote, forever. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you're subscribing to it after that point, you're already going to have it. And that's nothing new. So the $30 isn't really getting you anything further down the line, you know? Yeah, I I, I sort of – oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I don't know. I was just gonna say. So yeah, th- that's why I feel like they're very being very particular in their wording to make it sound as enticing as possible. When it's like, uh, I don't know if that's really the case.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this is definitely designed for uh, for families who yep. are thirsty for content for their children.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, because, definitely. Because, because much like you, um, you know, I, you, I, you're working. I'm working. A yeah. lot of my friends, other friends outside of the, in the world, are working. Things are going yeah. on. Sports have resumed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like I can watch hockey now. I can watch basketball if I want to. I can watch baseball before they shut that shit down because everyone's sneezing on each other and starting fights. <sighs> um, but <laughs> I, 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 I haven't been thirsty for content, and I'm, I'm in a point, I'm in a position where I'm catching up on shit.
1: <laughs> so, sure.
0: so I'm not. Uh, uh in, in dire straits to spend 30 bucks for a movie that if I wait until maybe Christmas or New Year's I can just watch with my regular Disney Plus
1: exactly yeah
0: you know and that's not to say that I'm not interested to, to watch the Mulan flick because I am yeah definitely uh, I, I'm just not chomping at the bit because I have plenty to, to keep me distracted and keep me entertained
1: sure yeah I feel you
0: Roger do you have HBO
1: uh, no, I, I had my uh, my free trial period, but not, that's about as far oh, as I right. went.
0: <laughs> I started watching the the new uh, the new Perry Mason on HBO, and it's fucking spectacular. <laughs> nice. Now I know. Listen, anyone listening who who's like Perry Mason, that fucking show my parents used to watch back in the day. Like, <laughs> not that Perry Mason. This is way different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. But it's it's you know like a nineteen thirties like PI story. It's it's very like hard boiled detective shit. It's really good.
1: Nice. That sounds cool.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't really fit into the confines of the show, so I won't I won't go into great depth with it. But it's very, very, <laughs> very, very, very enjoyable. And uh, once I finish that, I think I'm going to go into Umbrella Academy, which does fit into the confines of the show, very much so. So hopefully, in a week or two, we'll be talking Umbrella Academy.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think in that time, I should be able to uh, catch up with the second season too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, either way. You know, it's, uh, it's since, since
0: we brought up Umbrella Academy, I, I should mention I'm rereading the the first comic book series because. It's been like 10-ish years since it came out, and I don't remember a fucking lick of it. <laughs> nice. So I wanted to revisit that, and then I'm gonna watch the show, and we'll we'll get into it. Cool.
1: Yeah, we can make an episode out of it.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. So there's the Mulan news. Uh, since we're talking about, well, that's not really animated anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have okay. This is a bad transition. I I admit, because I'm, I'm looping back to DC, but it, okay. it but it is what it is. Uh, because I know Roger loves the Batman. And uh, uh, Batman animated movies in particular. So I wanted, yeah. I wanted to know if, if you have heard about what's going on. Oh, I fucking lost the article. There there it is. Okay. Oh, so it's the latest the latest Batman animated movie coming out is called Batman Soul of the Dragon. Hmm. Have you heard of this? No, I don't think I have. When did they announce it? I don't know. But <laughs> they have announced the voice cast finally, which I thought you might be interested in.
1: Yeah, what but go
0: Let me give you let me give you the the the, the bare bones premise of the film, of the film. All right. Okay. So this movie takes Batman into a seventies era martial arts adventure. Oh. <laughs> so it's kind of like Batman Enter the Dragon kind of shit.
1: That is already up my alley. <laughs> all
0: right. So it's going to be starring uh, David uh, Guillantoli from Grimm as Batman, and I assume Bruce Wayne. Okay. <laughs> but you, you yeah, get Probably. Michael Jai White as the Bronze Tiger, which is interesting because he did Bronze Tiger on uh, on Arrow.
1: On um, Arrow, yeah, yeah. You
0: get Kelly Hugh as Lady Shiva, and she was on Arrow as almost a Lady Shiva derivative character.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And uh, a Mark uh, DeCasas as Richard Dragon. So some of some of DC's heavy hitter martial arts characters are lined up for this movie, and interesting. I'm very intrigued by this. <laughs> that's super cool what what have you been thinking of the d c animated stuff recently i know, I think you've been watching more of those uh
1: than i have uh, of late yeah, let's see. the last one I saw was the uh Superman red Sun, which was pretty good. i thought they they did justice to the storyline you know they they had to fit that whole story arc into you know just a feature length film time but uh it was good it hit all the good points uh as far as i could tell uh and it was really entertaining so um, I've been really happy with uh, with the animated stuff. Um, you know, I, the animation style is great. Uh, I feel like they take a story and kind of twist it so it's a little bit new. Um, they, you know, they'll change, you know, the main villain or they'll twist uh, who the point of the story is focused around. But um, it's, it's kind of a cool way to, like, reimagine storylines that you're already familiar with to kind of keep yourself... Uh, you know, entertained with something new without already knowing how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been really happy with it so far. Uh, I know I'm looking forward to, uh, I think later this month on DC universe, they're going to have the, uh, what is it? Justice league apocalypse war or something. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. That's the one where I guess it's going to have some of the, uh, justice league, dark people teaming up with the justice league to fight dark side or whatever. Um, I, I don't know the storyline too much. I uh, haven't followed it that well, but I am excited to see it because it's got Constantine. So.
0: <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Uh, it's, since, since we are speaking of DC animation, I do. I should probably mention uh, I yeah. finished season two of Harley Quinn, mm. and I have to tell you, Roger, that the, the 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 timing of our show last week was was precipitous because <laughs> holy fuck, that show after we we recorded that episode, and I mentioned the the Mister Freeze episode. And then yeah. uh, I go back to watching the show basically after we're done recording and the show turns on a fucking dime <laughs> <laughs> and it becomes like, holy shit, like that, that Mr. Free story was just kind of the tip of the, of the iceberg, pun intended, um, <laughs> because all of a sudden it becomes this insanely emotional story between Ivy, between Harley, and it's like really dramatic. I mean, wow. there's, there's still fun and, and uh, like crazy zany antics, but I mean, like the stakes escalate Insanely, in like wow. the final four or five episodes, you get you get it after the Mister Freeze episode. You get a great little uh, individual Batman episode that helps okay. kind of like launch the Batgirl character in in the in that cartoon. Cool. And then you get four episodes of just like amazing emotional, crazy zany <laughs> antics with with Doctor Psycho and Dark side and Apocalypse and Parademons, and uh, it's just awesome. So good and-, and Kite Man with all the feelings. So Raj, I mean, watch it just for Kite Man's emotional turmoil. It, yeah, it,
1: I, I think I'm gonna have to. His, I, I love Kite Man. His emotional <laughs> roller coaster is 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 palpable. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh,
0: so I was really uh, was really pleased with the way that show uh, concluded. We still don't know if there will be a season three, uh, but if there's not, I, I have to say the show ended uh, really well, and I love the kind of uh, I don't know if ambiguous is the right word, but like it had an ending where it's just like that could be the ending of the show or that could be the ending of the season
1: and i kind sure. of and it was kind of like oh muah, perfect <laughs> very nice well I'll definitely look into it i i've been meaning to sit down with it and uh once i think i'm almost out of my youtube queue so i'm just going to have to start watching that
0: <laughs> i i i understand i i still recommend the show very very highly uh and i was very pleased by the way and <laughs> by, by by the way it all wrapped up and cool. i i i think just to kind of put a bow on our little animation uh segment here or is it more of a DC segment. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs>
1: a little bit of both, I guess.
0: A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, right? Uh, <laughs> no, wait, I think that is the last I have for animation stuff right now. Oh, I guess I could mention to you real quick. Uh, oh. I, I talk about it in, in in the preamble of the show, uh, how mm-hmm. uh, this, there, I'll, I'll just give you the brief summary, but season, uh, Stargirl had its season finale this week. Yeah. And I loved it. Mwah! Another one. Perfect. <laughs> nice. And it teased a lot of really good stuff for season two. Uh but I thought it wrapped up its its own season very nicely. Uh the characters uh have adversities and I think I think a couple of them are gonna come out pretty changed from some of the actions they had to take in the season one yeah. finale. So whenever you get a chance, I I just I, I think that was a strong first season for Star Girl.
1: Nice. Yeah, no, I've been meaning to get get back around to that. Mm-hmm. I know we uh we got through I got through episode four of it and uh how long's the season? Is it 10? I think it's just twelve. 12 episodes 12. okay cool yeah so definitely want to sit back down with that I like I said I was really entertained by uh, how it started and, yeah I th- uh, if it keeps that tone I think you're
0: right on the edge of a big two-part episode and like once you get th- that, that that two-part episode is kind of like the turning point because uh-huh. uh, it's like oh that's really good and then just it just, yeah. just kind of like takes off for the last half of the season so I do recommend nice.
1: yeah for sure I'll, I'll definitely sit down with that soon
0: would love to get your two cents so whenever you have the, whenever you have the chance
1: yeah definitely
0: all right, so Raj, let's shift our 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 emphasis to um the future. The 23rd century. Oh. Let's boldly go where no one has gone before. <laughs> All right. It was recently <laughs> revealed that Paramount has three simultaneous Star Trek films in in a I guess development is the right word. They're 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 scripting them, and they I guess they're they're doing feasibility reports to see if, if which one's going to track the best. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard much about any of these?
1: No, no, I didn't realize they were uh, they were working on anything currently.
0: Yeah, I mean we we kind of have talked about some of the rumors, but I I guess I I guess the uh, the rumor mill aspect of it was is like we were reporting on these things kind of like as separate entities, but apparently Paramount was developing these concurrent, concurrently. Uh, mm. On intentionally, oh, okay. So Interesting. you know, I know one story we referenced was the potential of a of a of a Quentin Tarantino directed Star Trek film, and then also the uh, the long rumored uh, team up of Captain Kirk and his father was which, which would have been Chris Hemsworth reprising his role from the from JJ's two thousand nine Star Trek, and uh, a sure, a no. third film that was being developed by uh, mm-hmm. Noah Hawley, who did Legion and Fargo for FX. Nice now supposedly the the Noah holly script has been uh put on the on the shelf that one's out of the picture, okay, because apparently the topic of that film was a was a galactic pandemic
1: so <laughs> yeah. that's hitting a little close to home right now, so no one wants to see that one well, I mean. Maybe we'll find out uh, how to fix this from the ending. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what, Roger? You might be right about that. Maybe they should make it happen just so we, get a,
1: we can get a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and the world came together, and oh, well, that's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> but I guess the other, part of the, uh, the other
0: part of that script that apparently is not resonating with, with Paramount, uh, who oversees mm-hmm. Star Trek films, uh, was that it would have featured a new cast of characters, which, you know, that mm-hmm. may or may not have played well.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: But I, to my knowledge, none of those actors have contracts for a fourth film. Okay. So I, I feel like that was like an emergency plan.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that.
0: Now the the the, the script hmm. that Tarantino was interested in directing was it was written by uh, The Revenants, Mark L. Smith, and hmm. uh, this one seems weird to me too because it's a script that takes place according to this this article. Uh, that I'm reading via the Nerdist. Uh, yeah, it says, "quote unquote," largely earthbound in a '30s gangster setting. Okay. Yeah, which <laughs> now there's there are a couple episodes of the original series that kind of mess around with stuff like that, like a like a piece of the action and a city on the edge of forever is is probably the one everyone thinks of first. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now Tarantino has said he's he's not doing Star Trek. It's it's not going to happen. But apparently, no. apparently, this script is still in play <laughs> at Paramount. Hmm. And then the third one is the long rumored, you know, return of Chris Hemsworth, and then yeah. uh, you know, part of that JJ uh, universe of, of Star Trek films. Yeah. And I guess what I'm curious about is, Roger, what, what would you want to see out of a new Star Trek film?
1: Man, I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't been following it for so long that I'm. I'm not sure. It, it's at, at this point, you know, I, I remember the, uh, the first JJ one. I don't know that I saw the sequels to it. I may have seen um, the second one. What, what was that one? Into the darkness or was Into that... the darkness?
0: Yeah. The one with the, okay. the lame con
1: reveal. <laughs> yeah. I think I might've seen that one, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. They, they just didn't grab my attention for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like the, like the original series did. I don't know. I don't know maybe just thematically it just wasn't wasn't resonating for me uh maybe i just didn't really care too much to see like after that re-origin story and kind of like finagling it with time travel and i don't know It was just kind of weird it felt maybe disjointed in my head but um that said you know i didn't follow up with the you know the third movie maybe it all came together there i don't know (laughs) but uh yeah you know i i'd like to see something new um I'd be curious to see a, a different take, different director kind of have their go at it, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a little mm-hmm. less lens flare. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, um I'm not as
0: hard on the JJ series of films as a lot of Star Trek fans are. I, I think yeah. they're fine on their own. Uh, some of the stuff in into darkness is, 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 handled clumsily. And I, you know, I, I got no excuse for that. I get it, but uh, sure, like it's fine to watch. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's no wrath of con, but it's fine. Uh, and the third one uh, Star Trek Beyond I actually like more than I think most people do uh, because I Mm -hmm. liked that they shifted the character dynamics so like everyone was with different characters than what you're used to seeing and so it it led to a more fun interaction with the crew Uh, okay my my biggest complaint with with Beyond is that you have Idris Elba in that movie Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but you don't have Idris Elba in that movie because you have him in like three pounds of makeup and he doesn't look like Idris Elba
1: yeah it's like why
0: bother <laughs> Right, right why, why, why bother and I know I know a lot of hardcore Star Trek fans had had some problems with, with beyond because like it had you know Kirk riding motorcycles and all kinds of stuff like that and I was like I don't care about that that's fine
1: yeah and yeah, we'll let him have it
0: but uh I think the biggest problem is is that uh, for for reasons you know that that only paramount seems to understand is that they seem to have uh decided that that Star Trek must be Star Wars it must yeah. be. Like, a big tent pole kind of movie where we spend $70 billion on it. Mm-hmm. And if you look back at the best of the Star Trek movies, mm-hmm. like, they were always sort of, like, you know, mid-budget movies, you know? Sure. I, I, you know, they weren't like a, you know, the, the, the big blockbuster summer movie of the day. They just kind of yeah. came out and were really, really good. And yeah, yeah. I think Star Trek needs to kind of be de-escalated.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: And, you know, kind of get back to that, like, oh, we don't need to break the bank to make these movies because it's Star Trek. It already has a thousand fans. We just need to make a good one or a thousand. Yeah. Fans. I mean, hundreds of thousands of millions, yeah, of yeah. trillions <laughs> of billions of fans. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 yeah, I think, I think Star Trek as a, as a tent pole needs to go away, but I'm not sure if it ever will.
1: Yeah. I, I think maybe that's kind of where I was sitting with it. it. It almost felt like they just wanted to make it, you know michael bay star trek you know just like everything so crazy over the top action and i'm like that's not what makes star trek star trek to me you know it was never about like crazy action and space battles it was about like the drama and the tension and like just dealing with these like you know real world issues we'll say in a in a context that's you know just lets your your imagination run wild and kind of gives you that freedom to look at it through a different perspective you know
0: yeah, I, I I totally agree with you on that. Um I you know, movie executives and yeah. I, we don't seem to get along. So they're not going <laughs> to they're not going to listen to us. They hate this podcast. The yeah. the 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 two that have listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, cuz uh, yeah, I think I think you need to kind of like de-escalate Star Trek to to a yep. to a certain extent because uh it's not Star Wars. It's never yep. it's never I don't think it was ever supposed to be Star Wars.
1: No, it's just different.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you kind of got to get back to to telling Star Trek stories and 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 not worrying about, like you said, not worrying about space battles, not worrying about uh, uh, massive waves of destruction sweeping the spaceways.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, that being said, let's shift gears to Star Trek on TV because uh, for better or for worse, I am enjoying Star Trek on TV. Okay. It's, you know, we're not in that era of, of D Space Nine and Next Gen anymore, which was, like, my sweet spot, which is when, to me, Trek mm-hmm. was at its Trekkiest, and I loved it. Yeah, sure. You know, and I know a lot of hardcore older Trek fans don't care for a lot of the new stuff going on with Star Trek, but, you know, if you want to like Star Trek, you kind of got to deal with what you got. <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, I, I feel it.
0: So, uh, uh, the Star Trek animated series, The Lower Decks, is out, and I it, it just came out this week that, uh, that you know, the... New Captain Pike led Star Trek series is going to be start is going to start filming next year. Interesting. Yeah, Strange New Worlds is apparently on target to 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 begin filming next year, along with the Section Thirty One show, which had been rumored for almost two years now. Cool. Uh, so there's going to be like just a swath of Star <laughs> Trek available to watch on on CBS All Access. You know, by 2021, you're going to have like almost almost six shows if you count all the animated stuff too wow i mean that's, that, that's crazy yeah because uh you know discovery comes back later this year uh picard is supposed to come back next year strange new mm-hmm. worlds is next year section 31 apparently was next year at least filming wise yeah. uh you have the lower decks animated series which has just started and then the the other the other animated series is, which is, was announced which is a uh, prodigy i mm-hmm. mean my god yeah
1: <laughs> It's going to be Star Trek All Access. Yeah they, might
0: as well cha- yeah, they might as well change the name to Star Trek All Access because there's, I, there's nothing else on CBS All Access to give a shit about. So, fuck it, just change the name.
1: Call it what it is.
0: Yeah, uh, so I, I, in, a, in a lot of senses, it's it's good to be a Star Trek fan right now. But, I, you know, I, again, I have to emphasize that I know a lot of the old school, hardcore Trek fans don't like New Trek.
1: Mm. And I'm curious, do you have thoughts about that? you know, I haven't, I haven't really followed up with much new track. I think the last series that I was kind of into was enterprise. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I enjoyed that one. That one was kind of cool. Uh, just kind of a, a different earlier take on, uh, you know, what becomes, you know, the Federation and everything, but, um, yeah, you know, I haven't really followed too much of the newer stuff. I, I don't really have too much to comment on it. Uh, I know the, like you said, the fandom is definitely divided on what it's become. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, you know, Enterprise is a fine show. I, mm-hmm. I think it's still
0: have one more season to finish. Uh, I think that was a show that suffered from expectation, though. Sure. You know, everyone wanted it to be, you know, D space 9 and, and Voyager and, and Next Generation, yeah. and it, it, it just couldn't be. <laughs> it yeah. just it just couldn't be. And they they they, they tried, I I but I I think it's a solid show. It just uh, again expectation I think was the was the was the was what kicked that show right in the teeth.
1: Yeah, because I mean the cast was great. I loved all the actors on the show. You gotta love some Uh, Bakula. Come on, man. (laughs) Doctor Sam Beckett as your as your captain. Come on. Yeah, he's
0: he's about to quantum leap the Enterprise, Mm. (laughs) man. If you want to get real nerdy, dude, we're going to have a Quantum Leap episode of the show where I just gush about my favorite episodes because that show was amazing. Is there anywhere to watch that anymore? <laughs> you know what? I know USA used to play them all the time, but it's, it's got to be streaming on something, right? Yeah, right? I
1: mean, dude, I remember watching old Quantum Leap reruns like on end. Those that show was incredible. I oh, love man, Quantum I- Leap. If we can find where to watch it, I think we're gonna have to do an episode. <laughs> oh, the episode where he leaps
0: into uh, into his his brother's platoon in Vietnam. Oh god. Oh god.
1: So sad. Oh man. Yeah, that show was that was intense. I love that show. Yeah, it was good.
0: And then it, then it gets all crazy in the final season with like the the you find out there's like an evil leaper who's like undoing what Sam Beckett's doing, and you're like, what the fuck is happening?
1: <laughs> oh man, That was great. <laughs>
0: Oh, bring back Quantum Leap. Make, a, make I need a movie. Give me a movie. <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting. I don't know how you would do a movie of that. Ugh. You know, I don't know. Have you heard the story about the cancellation of that show? No. Apparently, it was so last minute that, like, some executive at NBC was just like, okay, the show's over. Just, like, put this title card up that says, you know, Dr. Sam Beckett never returns home, and that's the end of the show. And they don't oh, even spell yeah. his name right. Oh. Beckett is spelled incorrectly.
1: (laughs) Oh, what a kick in the teeth, dude. That sucks. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh,
0: that was so sad. One, One of the great shows that ended just unceremoniously, and I was really...
1: As, even as a small boy, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'd be another theme shows that ended way too soon. Oh, <laughs> Oh
0: man. You know, there's such a long list I, and I know everyone's going to say Firefly and that, sure. that's fine. I totally agree with Firefly. Do you yeah. know what show I wish would have kept going for another 10 years? What's that? Briscoe County junior.
1: <laughs> with a uh, good old Bruce. Huh? Yeah.
0: With the amazing Bruce <laughs> Campbell. I, I would have watched Briscoe County for a thousand years. I loved that. I loved that show. <laughs> yeah the, that might actually be a good theme for a show though we'll see well l- let's tease a little bit what, what, what would be on your list
1: uh definitely uh lie to me i don't know if you ever watched that one that sounds familiar oh that yeah, was the it, show
0: with uh tim roth
1: right tim roth yeah, yeah 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 it was really good i i enjoyed that i learned so much just from watching that show <laughs> you're, you're a much I was, better like, liar now obsessed with it yeah <laughs> i'm a great liar now. no it's <laughs> Yeah, no, that was a really good show ended on the third season, right when shit was about to hit the fan Uh, and just never picked up again. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You're
0: right. That might be a good episode because I was just thinking it's like, oh, you know what? The Constantine series on NBC was really good, too. And that got fucking dumped right before it took off. Oh, yeah.
1: That was definitely going to make my list.
0: Roger, (laughs) write that down. Make a note.
1: (laughs) All right. Note to self.
0: (laughs) Roger, there's one more story I almost forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, Monday feels like a million years ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it does.
0: But it's not. Things happen on Monday, and it's about one of our favorite topics. Yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they just announced, uh, well, just uh, on Monday, they announced that the casting Andor show has added Adrena Aronia in a lead <laughs> role. For the Cassian Andor show that is currently uh, in the development stages, uh, if you don't know the actress by name, you might recognize her. She was uh, on the re- on the show Good Omens, which I was a big fan of. That was on Amazon oh, yeah. Prime. And uh, again, they mention her as a lead role character. So I'm wondering if she's a potential or a former love of Casting Andor's or what her dynamic is going to be in relation to maybe she's a former lover of K2SO. I don't know. <laughs> I think we all are in some way. Well, you know, I mean, droid love <laughs> is not off the table. We saw solo. We know, we yeah, know that droid true. love can be a thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, again, it's just a, a little kernel of news uh, as far as star Wars goes, but uh, it's exciting to see one of these shows moving forward because we did get the unfortunate news that the, the Obi-Wan shows kind of in, a bit of limbo as they kind of reevaluate yeah. what that show is going to be, be about.
1: Sure. Yeah. It's nice
0: that we know that Cassian Indoor is still going to be about Cassian Indoor and spying on the empire.
1: Yeah. So that should be cool. Just getting that spy aspect in a star Wars show. you
0: know? Yeah. I'm sort of curious if they might go with, uh, of, uh, you know, this, this casting announcement might be for a character who is, you know, like I, like I said, maybe like a former lover of Cassians, but who might be on the Imperial side of the fence. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. So maybe there's a bit of a protagonist-antagonist sort of thing going on there.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice.
0: Yeah, it could be really interesting. Again, no details about about who she will be playing. Uh, Yeah. I I enjoyed her work in Good Omen. She's in a bunch of other things, too, but feel free to IMDB her. She's been in in many of the things that are available to watch. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, Cass and Andor, moving ahead in the world. (laughs) That is good. That is good. All right, so... I wish we had more details on that, but uh, uh, sadly, Lucasfilm has not uh, cut us in to their PR machine.
1: Yeah, they still haven't gotten back to me about that Lobot script. So.
0: Fucking, that dude, that Lobot script is so tight.
1: I know. Oh, well. Oh,
0: <laughs> all right. All right. I, all right, Roger. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, my friend, we have covered the news. How about that? All right. Uh, that's pretty good you got anything else you want to talk about like uh how's how's the, the xbox going well anything fun that's you want to share with the audience that uh you want you're like hey you guys should be doing this or you guys yeah. This.
1: yeah let's see uh like i said it's funny i i guess my uh pastimes lately have been gundam and more gundam like i've been <laughs> building up the models and uh i've been playing there's a new gundam game that came out um it's, it's got some long, you know, Japanese-y title that's just too many words clumped together. <laughs> but It's it's basically like 2v2 Gundam game, and I've been playing it a lot with my friend online. And we're just... We were doing good, but then we got to a point where, you know, you get to that point where you get to a high enough level, and then everybody just starts destroying you because you're not actually that good. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. We haven't played in a little bit because... Uh, well, because I've been getting wrecked, but... That's that's kind of been it. Just a few games here and there, drinking here and there, Gundams here and there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Like, like I said, I finished Harley Quinn, and now I'm watching Perry Mason. But, yeah, that's kind of my, my free time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But that's good, though. That's, that's, that's a good thing. We ended up with a very full show today, and I'm really excited about it. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and kind of officially announce it. Uh, we don't have a timetable. But you, you broached uh, uh, something that was very cool, aside from the shows that early, ended too early, because that's a great episode on its own. Uh, yeah. But I think I think we're going to do that Constantine episode, my friend. I really want to talk about the Constantine, the Keanu Reeves Constantine movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sort sure. Of a, sort
0: of an underrated gem, and it has been for a really long time. And I know you watched yeah. it recently, so I was like, you know what, maybe now's a good time to get into Constantine. I mean, we've professed our love for that character on this podcast oh, yeah. almost every other episode basically
1: <laughs> for sure i mean i got tattoos for it
0: yeah it tells you something so I, I think it's time to to, <laughs> to, to explore the uh
1: the, what was it 2005 2005 yep yeah they just had their quarantine. 15th anniversary yeah uh they, they had that panel uh for the comic at home i don't know if you saw that i'll definitely send that yeah if you haven't i'll send that to you yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. uh no uh, again a vastly underrated film i i had my uh, uh nitpicks with it but mostly just because it was like it's not the comic book version you know <laughs> sure. i was like oh he's not british or blonde boo <laughs> but the film overall is really fun and enjoyable so like yeah. a deep dive on it i think is going to be a, a a lot of fun especially now that, that we're living in the uh, keanu's world because yeah definitely yeah That'd it is it, definitely keanu's world right now <laughs> it's keanu's world and we're just living in it yeah dude and like <laughs> Hey man, and like there's gonna be a Bill and Ted episode too. I think because uh, that fucking new movie's yeah. coming out soon, so we're gonna we're gonna deep dive on some Bill and Ted too. Excellent. So we're we teasing 18 <laughs> shows, so we better deliver, Raj. Oh
1: yeah, well we got lots of ideas,
0: guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend, let's wrap it up because I've been, I've kept it long enough. Roger, Don't thank worry. you so much for joining us. He's Roger Smith, aka at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. Give him a follow. He takes weird pictures of bugs. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roger, we'll catch up with you next week, bud. Thank you. For sure. Yeah, later, dude. Hey, here's the deal. When life gives you lemons, just say fuck the lemons and fail. Hey, folks, there it is. That is the episode for today. Uh, a lot of news ended up happening, so I think this uh, Thursday schedule thing definitely worked in our favor. But as you, as you heard from the end of the show there, uh, Roger and I definitely have some plans for some other episodes moving forward that are not going to be so much news-based uh, because listen the news is fun but it's uh, it's a lot more fun to kind of talk about some of our favorite topics overall you know so I think that's why we're gonna do that Constantine episode of the show we're gonna do uh, what Roger just proposed on the show right there the uh, you know best shows that were cut off too soon unceremoniously ended series uh, there's a whole litany of those kind of shows to talk about so and those are fun I, I really like those kind of things and it's not dependent on uh, a bunch of news things happening and and, and um, you know, I mean, the news is always going to be part of the show. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it's. I think it's a lot of fun to get in, into some of these uh, specific topics. And I think it's a good chance for me to kind of tease uh, another, n- another thing that's going to be happening on the show. That uh, members of, of Patreon Nation have been informed that uh, we're going to do a special... We're going to do special Patreon episodes of the show moving forward. Uh, you know, the, the initial plan was it would be like a Patreon month. But... Everyone's got schedules. Everyone has lives. So what we're going to do is we're going to do, do Patreon shows where members at the $5 Patreon tier are going to be able to select a movie of their choice. And they also have the option to come on to the show, be the co-host for that episode as we discuss that particular film. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Uh, one Patreon has, has locked in his selection and uh, we'll be proceeding with that episode in the very, very near future and I'm just waiting to hear back from the rest of my Patreons, so lock up those movies, because uh, one of you guys has dibs on something, and I don't want it to tell you that, oh, you can't do that one, sorry. So the sooner you get your selections to me, be, the better. And speaking of my, speaking of my Patreons, the new Patreon-exclusive episode, again, for that $5 tier, is out. It is the audio commentary track for the 1990 Captain America movie, featuring an Italian Red Skull, and, uh, the most awkward Captain America thumbs up you'll ever see in the history of cinema. It is spectacular fun. And who the fuck else was going to watch that movie besides me? Exactly. Nobody. So thank you to my Patreons. Thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail, co-host of the ringing ear, a great music podcast that I hope you all are listening to. Thank you to evil circle, the evilest of all circles. Thank you to the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, and the New Jersey Devil himself, Mark Wegemer. Thank you so much for being Patreons. I hope you guys are enjoying the bonus content and all that good stuff. Hopefully I'm making it uh, worth your five bucks and because uh, I'm going to keep cranking out that content for you guys because I, I love that you're supporting the show and uh, the very least I can do is give you guys uh, cool exclusives. So thank you all so very much for being being Patreons. Uh, it means the world to me. You can follow this show at TomCast on Twitter and Instagram. We're posting up content over there. Uh, get ready. There may be a YouTube thing coming soon too. I'm I'm kind of hashing out plans for that. Uh, so there may be some YouTube content. If you're a watcher of YouTube channels, we may we may be doing that in the very near future too. And uh, with that being said. I think, oh no, I still have more things to say. <laughs> Email the show at tomcastpodcast at gmail.com and make sure you are liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all your friends and family. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play. You know, give us those likes, give us those shares. Again, click that subscribe button. And if you have the time, if you have the inclination, write us those five star reviews because uh, they go a long way to. Uh, doing whatever they do to that Apple algorithm and, 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 sharing the show with more people. So, so thank you for taking the time in advance and thank you to all those who have written the, written the reviews. I haven't checked in a, in a, in a week or two, uh, but any, any reviews that are new, I'm going to read them on this podcast. So, uh, be funny, be witty and, and you will entertain the masses who listen to the show. And with that being said, I'm going to wrap it up. I got, I got nothing else for you guys this week right now. Um, again, Possibly big announcements coming soon about that YouTube thing, but otherwise uh, we're just plugging ahead. Again, the Constantine show in the works. I got a show with a Patreon lined up in the works, and I got to reach out to Ken because I, I want to get Ken to come back on. And whether we do, you know, Iron Man two, or if we get into Thor or Cap or whatever, you know, if he wants to stay in Marvel, we'll stay in Marvel. If he wants to do something different, we'll do something different too. Uh, so I'm going to reach out to some people. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing. I hope you guys are having a good time listening to the show. I hope we're providing some entertainment, some respite from uh, from the the craziness of reality. You know, like like I mentioned on the on the show, sports are back, which has been uh, a, a wonderful boon. It was a blast to watch uh, the Padres tee off on the Diamondbacks over the weekend. Uh, the Diamondbacks are my wife's favorite baseball team, so yeah, boo to her. Uh, and. The actual NHL playoffs have begun, uh, which did not get off to a great start for my beloved Washington Capitals, but uh, maybe they'll uh, figure out how to skate again and round it into shape on Friday. We'll see how that goes. Again, thank you all so, so very much for listening. Uh, You guys taking the time and listening and and the feedback and all that, it truly, truly does mean the world to me. Uh, Every comment, every like, every share... uh, Again, you have my deepest of appreciations for that, and and so we're gonna let's wrap it up in the way that we always wrap up the podcast. Ciao, babes.
1: We're not gonna be fucking sunk
0: this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions.